0: Hot girl summer? Summer of ADOX? Hot analog summer? Hmm, this is a tough one. Oh wait, no, I got it. It's a hot ADOX summer. This is Alex Lokes and welcome to the Classic Camera Revival. Welcome to the Classic Camera Revival, coming to you from the Greater Toronto-Hamilton region of Ontario, Canada. If you don't have gear acquisition syndrome now, you most likely will by the end of the episode. Hey folks, welcome back. So this is a bit of an odd one for us. Normally we have the entire team around the table, but given that summer's coming to a close, everyone's working on getting back to school and work and just a regular routine, I thought I'd come into the studio and record a solo episode. So, as you've probably guessed, we are going to be talking about ADOX. Now, if you haven't heard about ADOX, I really wonder what rock you're under, but they are probably the oldest. They are the oldest um, name in photographic supplies out there. Originally formed in 1860 at the pharmaceutical lab, Dr. Carl was um, interested in photography from the beginning. He had done some work with uh, wet plate collodion, and realized that there were a lot more money in photochemicals than pharmaceutical drugs. Of course, wet plate eventually turned into dry plate, and he was introduced in 1871 to Dr. Richard Maddox's dry plates. He began working and improving on them, and eventually just turned his pharmaceutical lab into a dry plate company. They These plates became world-renowned as some of the best in the world, even probably beating out George Eastman in Europe. And it actually attracted the attention of one Dr. Conrad Rotigen. Rotigen, as we know, is the developer of X-rays, and together with Adox, produced the first X-ray dry plates. These also became world-renowned and set the standard for X-ray photography for, for many, many years. Of course, the founder passed away, but the company continued that drive for excellence. And starting in 1911, they even started working on Color film technology. Unfortunately, it would take a few years to uh, get the dye mixture right. They were resisting the mixing, but eventually they got it going and were producing color film super early. They also went on in the uh, post-war period to start producing uh, cameras, including the Adox 300, which allowed interchangeable 35mm backs. In 1952, they released their first black and white films. They would be the KB line. 14, 17, and, of course, 21. These had high silver content, um, single layer, and were super sharp. And then in 1956 and 58, they were producing color negative and color slide film, respectively. The entire firm and its photographic assets were sold in 1962 to the American firm DuPont, who used the ADOX formulas to kickstart their own photochemistry program, including film production. But By the 1970s they had leased it out to Fotochimica which we know as the producer of FK films. F-Key films followed those original 1952 black and white formulas and produced three films, a 25 speed, 50 speed and a 100 speed. Adox retained control of the uh, DuPont retained control of the X-ray films which eventually got spun off into a company called Sterling. And we're going to leave Sterling alone for a while because we all know what happened in 1991, the collapse of the Soviet Union, which unfortunately left a lot of the supply chain broken to get that Eastern European film into Western hands. In 1992, a small Berlin company opened up called Photo Impacts. Photo Impacts re established a lot of these and even engaged. F-key in producing film under the old ADOX name, known as the ADOX CHS art film. These are the exact same films as the F-key films. I found that out only recently. Of course, in 1999, Sterling was bought up by Egfa. So Egfa, at this point, who came in second, it's the second oldest film manufacturer in Europe, now owned all the ADOX intellectual property. This would continue until 2003 when AGFA closed one of their large uh, manufacturing plants, and the folks at Photo Impex saw an opportunity and immediately bought up as much as they could. And we're talking formulas, intellectual property, and more importantly, equipment. This allowed them to not only regain the ADOX name, but also the ability to manufacture both film and chemistry. And when PhotoChemica shut down in 2012, PhotoImpex was ready. And using the new name of ADOX PhotoWork, they started producing ADOX CHS-102 and also began looking towards the production of more film and more importantly, chemistry. So that's what brings us to now. I've had a lot of recent dealings with the folks at ADOX. Um, they're an amazing company. They have a huge online presence. And they are really promoting analog photography over in Europe. And the best part is, is that some of their products are now starting to make it here to North America. Now, it is a little bit difficult to buy them, Um Supply lines, as you know these days, are incredibly long. And it's often months if you order stuff in from Europe. So our friend Jacques over at Argentix can uh, get the stuff in. And you can also order it directly from Freestyle Photographic over in California. But the best way to get the freshest stuff is to order it directly from Photo Impacts. And yes, they do actually ship to Canada. Like I said, it takes about a month, month and a half depending on what you order. So what products have, have I used? Well, let's start off with the film. One of the first ones, of course, I'm going to talk about is uh, ADOX CHS-100. Two, this is an amazing ortho-panchromatic film on a polyester base. It has the box speed of ASA-100, and the latitude really isn't that much, given it's based on the original ADOX KB-21 and fk 100 films this is a great film if you want a classic high silver content look from the mid-century this is definitely the film for you it is super sharp amazing tonality but you will get a little more grain than normal i've developed this in kodak d76 and it blew my mind right off the bat you get bright whites deep blacks and smooth gray tones all between you get about the same thing with a uh, HC 110, Ilfa HC, but if you're developing it, I would go with um, a 1 to 63 dilution. It will probably help tame that grain a little bit more. I developed it at 1 to 39, and I wasn't 100% happy with the results. If you love grain, develop it in Rodinal. but my personal favorite means of developing it is either in ADOX FX39.2 or ADOX Atomol 49. Atomol 49 I'll be discussing later, but it works really well with those high silver content films. If you're looking for the sharp fine grain, then you're going to want to go with ADOX CMS22. That's 20II. This unfortunately is a closed Imaging system. If you want the best results, you have to go with the Adotech developer. Now, I unfortunately have not had the best results with this film. Um, I've had some roles of it, I've had some Adotech developer, and I just couldn't get it right. But in that case, you do want, if you do want to develop it, the best way that I can recommend is using Kodak's KeyMax developer. You are technically still under-developing it, but you actually get some amazing images, and you really see that fine, fine grain with incredibly high resolution. So I really don't have much to say about that. It's an expensive film, and again, having that closed... Um, closed system, I really can't recommend shooting it unless you're doing a lot of technical um, situations. But if you want something that's a little more open, you'll want to go with ADOX HR50. HR50 is based on an old Agfa film. And again, it does have a linked developer, and that's the ADOX HR developer. And with that, you get amazing results like the grain is nowhere to be seen and you get sharp images the contrast is a little bit too middle for me but again the whites are bright the blacks are black and you have that smooth tonality across the uh, way um, again personally I would use Adox fx 39 too. it has the contrast right where I want it to be a little bit higher than the middling factor you had with um, with the HR developer. But yeah, HR50, just an amazing film and definitely get the FX39 to uh, work with that. And I can't go into talking about ADOX film without talking about SilverMax. SilverMax is based on the ADOX EGFA APX 100 film with incredibly high silver contact, even more silver content than CHS 102. And if you are a fan of those original ADOX films and the FK films that followed, then Silver Max would have been the film for you. And I sure hope that you managed to pick up a last few roles before you before they discontinued it recently. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But with ADOX SilverMax, again, it is a semi-closed system. So you do want to develop it in SilverMax Developer to get the absolute best results. But if you don't have access to SilverMax Developer, then I highly recommend going again with ADOX FX39.2 or atomol 49 This has incredibly fine grain, a little bit more than what you would expect from a modern 100-speed film, but it isn't bad. You do get incredible edge sharpness as a result and amazing contrast and tonal separation with the SilverMax developer. It also works really well in the ADOX HR developer, but you have a lot more contrast in your resulting images. If you want to lessen the contrast a little bit, then I highly recommend working with either Atomol 49 or FX392. Those two give probably my favorite results a little bit more than the SilverMax developer. Now, I've been doing a lot of talking about ADOX developers. And the first thing you should realize is that when ADOX picked up Egfa in 2003, they also ended up getting their hands on the Rodenol formula, the 2003 Rodenol formula, the last and best formula for the oldest commercial developer out there. And initially they sold it under the brand name Adox Adenol. Yeah, Adenol. That's the one. Same stuff. But when the Rodenol, the trademark on Rodenol ended they were able to start throwing on the Rodanol name again. We've discussed Rodanol to no end, so if you've never used Rodanol before, I highly recommend picking up a bottle. Um, I recently picked up a bottle myself of the Adox branded stuff, but here in Canada, you can also get it under the name Blazonol, which is just another awesome name. But yeah. So um, again... ADOX doesn't have really any developers of their... Well, they do have a few developers of their own, but a lot of the ones that I've used are improved formulations of existing developers, and one of them is FX39. Now, FX39 is based on Will Butler's Neofin Red and then improved upon by Jeffrey Crawley. And was sold under the Patterson name, if if I'm recalling correctly. And as a developer, it is it's an improved general purpose developer. I love it because it just is almost a magic bullet. I've haven't run into a film that it doesn't like. I mean, it makes foam 400 look good when you shoot the foam pan at 200 roll Films, RPX25, RPX100, it just gives an amazing contrast to the image while retaining a certain level of edge sharpness while reducing grain in some cases, and more importantly, improving that tonal separation. It has a, various, a variety of times. Um, thankfully, a lot of them are short, but the nice thing is is that in a 500 milliliter bottle, you have three different dilutions most common one is one to nine but again you can then take that one to nine times and either add one and a half or double it to go down in the dilutions of one to 14 and one to 19. so it's a nice universal constant of how to adjust it and really make that bottle a little more economical It is unfortunately a one-shot developer, so once you've uh, used up your um, working solution, you do have to dispose of it. Now, I've also um, alluded to a couple of the um, specialized developers, the first one being HR Dev. Now, it is really designed for um, the HR 50 film, but don't just use it for that. It actually does a really good job with some other films out there. I found that it does an amazing job with FOMAPAN 200 when you shoot it at um, ASA-125, which for me, a developer that does FOMAPAN 200 really, really well is a developer worth keeping around and potentially just having a bottle. But it also does a fantastic job with FOMAPAN 400. Again, you shoot it at 200 and you're good. And I really like it with um, Fujifilm Acros 102. It just it really helps bring out inherent sharpness in film without increasing grain. So contrast wise, it doesn't really add or take away to a um, to a film, but it certainly helps with improving um, image detail. Unfortunately, it doesn't come in very large quantities and it is fairly expensive, but the nice thing is, is that you really only mix it to um, a, a handful of dilutions and a lot of them are fairly dilute, but with that you get longer developing times. But again, the results you get totally worth, totally worthwhile. Another um, um, film specific developer is the Adox SilverMax developer, and again, with this, you'd like to think it's a one-trick pony, but in reality, it's not. Other than bringing out the one of the best possible results out of the ADOX SilverMax film, you don't have to limit yourself to that. You can develop FP4 at box speed, and it gives absolutely stunning results. Some of the finest grain I've ever seen out of my FP4. Amazing tones, dead-on contrast just really really nice and another interesting one that it develops really well is eastman 2238 and it just mm, just gives the best results i've seen from from 2238 with incredibly incredible tones zero grain yet retaining that super sharp perfect perfect contrast and Along the similar lines, it also does a really good job with film Ferrania P30, which in itself is a film that I've had a hard time really getting the good results out of it. And it just absolutely blew me away what I got from P30. Again, you have a lot deeper contrast because of it being P30. You you don't lose any of the things that make P30 good. You have that very cinematic look about your images zero grain, super sharp, a lot deeper contrast but not over the top. And finally, the one film that works really well with it is a uh, Rollei Superpan 200. No surprise Superpan being another former Agfa film. You do get a bit of speed loss with the Superpan, you need to expose it at ASA 160, but again, best results I've seen from Rollei Superpan And the final developer I want to talk about is Atomall49. Atomall49 is one that I discovered only this year, and it just has become one developer that I've really wanted to keep around. And the trouble is when you're doing so much photography and so much writing and so much podcasting and video work, you just can't keep everything together. So Atomol 49 is another former Egfa developer. And it basically was the powdered form of Rodinol, but didn't have that ability to increase the inherent grain that Rodinol had. Ultimately, Atomol was dropped from the Egfa catalog and was picked up by Orwo in 1964. And in fact, um, Atomol you can still find the Orwo versions of Atomol, known as A49, ATM-49, or AO3, still new in, in powder form. This is a powder developer. You mix it from three separate pouches and it makes up an entire um, liter of it. And this this developer is absolutely designed for those high silver content films does an amazing job if you have any um 100 kicking around still this is definitely a developer you want to get and develop it in it does a really superb job on that with keeping the grain manageable but allowing that rich deep silver content to uh to show through and just show off what what the film can do and what that 1950s look can do. Um, But again, you don't limit yourself there. You got Ilford FP4, which does an incredible, which looks incredible in Atomol 49 Again, really nice fine grain, amazing tonal results. T-Max 100 is the one film that I kind of like it in, but a lot of people have commented that they don't. The problem is, is that, T-Max 100 is already a contrasty film and Atomol 49 actually kicks that back a lot more than I've seen it do in other films. So that might not, if you like your, if you like a lot of contrast, then that might not be your your best thing to do. It also does an amazing job with uh, Ilford HP5 and I haven't actually tried it in uh, CHS 100 yet, but I am really looking forward to trying it out with that. It also does a fantastic job with ADOX Silvermax. And I mean, Fuji Across 102 just looks amazing developed in it with such tonal separation. It's just very three dimensional, a lot of these images. But again, this is just scratching the surface. ADOX has been doing so many amazing things out there and Again, being in North America it's incredibly difficult to get a lot of their um, a lot of their stuff here. Um, I'm primarily talking about uh, the Adox Scala films. So they have two of these dedicated black and white slide films. They have Scala 160, which is a reinvention of the iconic iconic Agfa Scala 200 X and Scala 50 is actually just repackaged HR 50. But the real power comes from the Scala developer, and the Scala developer actually makes it super easy for you to develop any black and most black and white negative films as black and white slide films. The problem is is that it requires ground shipping. So I have to order it from a Canadian manufacturer to actually have it delivered to me. So hopefully downtown camera picks it up and I can go into Toronto and pick up a bottle and and use it. Um, But the nice thing is is that it's super simple to use and will basically turn any black and white negative film like HP5 and similar into um, black and white slide film. Adox also has an amazing line of papers, like darkroom papers for traditional printing. They just, um, I've, I have a box of the stuff. I haven't done a lot of darkroom printing on it, but the stuff that I've seen online is amazing. And they were actually moving towards reintroducing an old Fort paper called Poly Warm Tone. Unfortunately, when COVID happened, they lost real access to the paper coating. Uh, machine that they're leasing from Ilford in Switzerland. So they weren't actually able to get coding, this emulsion coated onto actual paper for regular darkroom printing. So instead, they decided just to release the emulsion on its own. And you can actually put this on almost almost anything and get a print. So if you haven't had a chance to experiment or explore or work with the modern ADOX products, and of course I'm talking about the stuff being produced today by ADOX and they have an amazing manufacturing facility in Bad Soro just outside of Berlin, which acts, and then they have their actual brick and mortar store photo impacts in Berlin proper. And of course, an online presence. They have the capacity to not only produce their own developers, their own film, and to a more limited sense, their own paper. The problem is, is that they face the exact same challenges that a lot of film manufacturers are facing right now as we continue in this awful global pandemic. Everyone's supply lines are stretched, and ADOX is a small scale producer. So they can only produce limited quantities at a time before switching to a different different product. So you will see shortages. Um, I know that CHS-102 is incredibly limited here in North America in 35 millimeter, but the 120 film, although available is not, but you can also get it in four by five sheets and last i checked those were hard to come by but still readily available so like anything you really need to be patient with this patient with this company they are an amazing group of people who are dedicated to analog photography and the promotion of it so i definitely recommend if you do feel the need to try out something a little bit different from your average kodak ilford um, Fuji Films, definitely take a look at ADOX. If you are wanting to photograph World War II era reenactments, ADOX CHS 100 is an amazing, amazing film to do it in, or you really want to play up that retro vibe. That's it for today. Um, I know I'm a little bit fast and a little bit rambling. Um, But it's just an amazing topic, and there's a lot to cover. And I can't believe I even missed um, ADOX XT3, which is their own formula of pre-2019 Kodak XTOL. But they've made it shelf-stable at even one liter. So I haven't had a chance to try it yet. Um, Hopefully by the time this episode is released, I'll have it in my hands and have started working with it. But good chance. It's coming in from Germany, so I guess I'll have to wait until it actually hits, hits in a month and a half. But that's it for me. My name's Alex Lokes. Thank you so much for listening, supporting the podcast, and um, sharing your work on Instagram. You can find links to everything ADOX in the episode notes. You can also find links to their social media pages on Facebook and Instagram and plenty of examples of ADOX films and developers that I've used. That's it for me. Get out there, stay safe, shoot some cool film photos, and make something awesome happen.